too excited to wait. So I just want to let you know at the top of the show that uh, the interview this week is with somebody who worked on Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, it is spoiler free, so don't worry about that. But if you are as excited about this movie as I am, you want to geek out, or you're just interested in how someone gets into the computer animation business, I would uh, give it a listen. But before that, here's This Week in Buns. Welcome to This Week in Buns. Hi, Buns. How's it going, guys? This is the almost Christmas edition. So close Um, to Christmas. We have a lot of great posts this week. Yeah, I got a little bit of a... uh, of an announcement too. After this episode, we're gonna take a little, a little break for the holidays, and then return again in the new year. So if you open up the app, and you're like, "Hey, where, where are all the episodes?" Um, they're probably just not there because we didn't do any. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna be out uh, of town without a microphone. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. We'll we'll be back in the new year after this one, but I got we got a special one for you, um, and I'll talk about that in a second too. But let's let's get to this week in buns. Well, so top of the show, I wanted to do a couple of updates from last week. Um, I had a couple of buns PM me uh, updates on their posts because I had like asked for them. So one of them was Jamie, who I'm. I'm actually, I can't remember. I think we talked about this on last week's podcast. If we didn't, then I must have somehow missed it because it's amazing. It was the girl who was looking for the specific travel mug for her dad for his soup. Is this sounding familiar to you? Did we not do this? <laughs> Sorry, say it again. Uh, this girl, Jamie, uh, was in search of a specific travel mug, which was a... This post is incredibly long, and I wish I'm, I had I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we talked about it or if I just saw it, but I do know what you're talking about. Well, we if we didn't talk about it, we forgot to because the post was amazing. It was like her dad literally drinks soup every single day, and he's very particular about the vessels in which his soup goes. It's like this perfect yeah. mug that he finally found. He won't use any other mug. His perfect mug is a Tim Hortons mug. Uh, it like fits in his cup holders and the top is big, but it's like, it's just, he's like very specifically loves this, but the one that he had was falling apart. So she asked on buns if anyone had one laying around, uh, and a bunch of people commented, a couple of people, um, linked her to eBay, uh, people who were, had them up on eBay, which is hilarious to me. Um, there's like silver Tim Hortons mugs on eBay. Uh, and then a couple of other buns said they actually had the mug. Uh, so she messaged me to say that the buns miracles made her heart swell. And she has two of the mugs in discussion for trades and one that she already ordered on eBay and just oh, got wow. a lead on a second mug on eBay. She's literally trying to buy as many of these mugs as possible so he has them forever in case he like loses one or breaks one. Um, so I thought that was like pretty great. And then the yeah, other awesome. one was, I'm sure we all remember the giant uh, Bieber cutout, cardboard cutout sure. uh, from last week. So James uh, resp- uh, mentioned me, um, sorry, he P- PM'd me. And was that last was week? Like, yeah, I think that was last week. Maybe it was the week before. 
Um, but it was I just get confused. Like a giant Justin Bieber, like life size Justin Bieber cut out. Uh, and he was like, ISO anything. And then he messaged me and he was like, man, like I ended up getting like a crazy trade for this. Cause I was like, Oh, what did you end up trading for this? And he was like, uh, he said that people he was like I kept getting PMs from girls in all caps being like I will give you anything for the Justin Bieber and he ended up getting I think a hundred dollar gift card to a steakhouse he was like Sweet. I was expecting something like a plant like 10 to 15 dollars value range and I had girls messaging me saying they'd give me whatever I wanted in crazy caps locks I was surprised <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty hilarious like sometimes the sleeper items on buns that you like don't that you think are like a joke and that like maybe won't end up getting traded are the ones that like get the craziest trade people love the beebs <clears throat> it's true um the other ones that i have for the top of the show this one is actually an update from two weeks ago because last week i wasn't sure whether the dog had been found or not. This adorable tiny white dog named Max is still missing. This is the one that is, uh, he is microchipped, but he needs medication. So he's probably in a bad way. Even if someone found him and is like keeping him in their house and it's not like in the snow somewhere, he needs medication. And his family is like dying to find him. Uh, this lovely lady Roya had posted in Pet Zone twice and I finally convinced her to put the post on the trading zone so that more people would see it. So I'll have the link to that. If you're not in Pet Zone, you'll actually be able to see a picture of this little cutie. It's like a tiny, like white multi, like it looks like a Maltese. I had a dog that looked just like this when I was little. So Max is still missing. Young and York Mills area. He's been missing for two or three weeks now. So if you guys could look at this post and please try to find this dog. Like she puts her phone number on the post. She's really desperate. So bump this post, post it in other Facebook groups. Uh, she has shared it on her personal Facebook as public so if you want to share it because you can't share it from buns you can go directly to her post and repost it from there yeah use that buns magic and uh please find, find this the dog, dog. <laughs> i don't know what i would do if my uh if my dog went missing i'd probably uh -huh. just uh I, I i would just uh abuse my my buns admin rights and just every other post would just be a different <laughs> just post your dog of my dog uh, I don't have any updates, but maybe you do. A well, any more updates? Uh, the other ones that I have are not updates, but they're uh, lost items that I just wanted to go over really quickly. Um, somewhat less important than a living creature like the dog. But uh, a couple of people like dropped and lost things around the city and are looking for them. So one is a smallish beige paper bag with yellow tissue paper. Uh, with a necklace inside this uh, lovely person Jocelyn posted in the main zone uh, she left it somewhere around Dundas and Spadina uh, she says last night and so that would have been December 14th uh, she can't remember exactly where she left it it may have been on the street Dundas streetcar on the bus stop she also got off around Parliament and Dundas and may have dropped it there so mm. if you or anyone you know found a necklace in a beige paper bag with yellow tissue paper it was a gift for someone uh, so she's kind of desperate to find it the other one was somebody who lost a bag with an iPad and a pair of ASOS loafer shoes. Uh, this was posted by Holly Beth in the main zone. Um, they were running towards the 501 at Pape and Queen, and the bag that they were carrying opened up, and most of the contest 
contents dumped out, including a oh, white no. iPad. I know. Um, white iPad and a gray sleeve and a new pair of loafers. The iPad has three stickers on it. Bonnaroo 2015, the tiny record shop, and a sticker that says, Love the life, your live, which is also from Bonnaroo. Um, they say they'll pay whatever for their return. So this one has a reward attached to it. Um, apparently, I think they might have like out gotten on the streetcar and then looked out the window and saw someone like picking up their items and realized like while it was pulling away because this says please if you are the dude in the red scarf that has them please return it it will be in a white now fabric bag which you also grabbed um so this one has their phone number on it desperate for the oh, that's return tragic. yeah so they didn't even realize as they were getting on the streetcar that they had yeah and then like looked out <sighs> and saw someone pick up the bag and mm. were, like stuck on it. I assume they didn't detail that in the post, but since it says like if you're the guy in the red scarf that picked it up, I'm assuming they saw someone out the window. So please bump this post um, if you know someone who found a MacBook and or not a MacBook. Um, sorry, an iPad and loafer shoes. So they did I've mention got, that uh, their MacBook screen was broken, so they were like really desperate to find the iPad for work. I've got a uh, missing item report as well. Oh, go. Uh, Farron is ISO a Bun's Miracle. My sister lost her ginormous set of keys yesterday and is just having a shit time of things. Please, Buns, tell someone tell me someone has found them or will find them. I've made a rough map of the route you took. Cookies and wine sent your way if you come across them. They have a purple carabiner. There's three subsets of keys oh on a positive gosh. space keychain. And the map uh essentially goes from Yorkville to the entertainment district, almost union, um, basically up Bay okay, for the okay. most part. Um, so, you know, if, uh, if anyone came across keys in that area, either head to the podcast zone and find the link or just email me podcast at buns.com. And I'll make sure they get back to the owner or the message gets back to the owner that uh, you found the keys. Man, losing keys sucks, especially that many because they're like getting your ID sucks, but it's way easier to replace your ID than remember every single key you had and like get them again because you have to find another key and get them copied. So if you guys find that, let them know. Um, I wanted to segue into the heartwarming stories from this week because there have been a lot. I guess the holiday spirit is in the buns air. Um, oh, tell me. So my first one is Serena had posted in the trading zone, does anyone have an iPod classic they'd be willing to trade? My 12-year-old brother is in an inpatient program where he's not allowed to use an iPhone or iPod touch because they need to be able to monitor his internet use. Uh, but he can have an iPod Classic just to listen to music. My mom and I tried looking at different stores and can't find any iPod Classics. If anyone could help us out, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, a bunch of people responded. Uh, they eventually ended up finding one. And so her follow-up post was in Super Happy Love Zone, uh, saying <clears throat> that her family had been through a lot for like ever. Her 12-year-old brother had to be admitted to an inpatient program for mental health issues. Uh, it was really hard for our family, but it's made a big difference because he's now living around the corner from her. She sees him more often. His medication has been sorted out. He can, like, function, like, 
he's doing really well now. Um, and he's she's so glad that he's getting the help he needs and really, really happy that they were able to get an iPod for them. Uh, apparently, her grandma, who was supposed to buy the iPod with her, called her crying because she was so happy that they were able to get the iPod for her brother. And the she ends the posts with, really grateful for the Buns community and how much it has actually improved my life. So... I thought this one was really sweet. <laughs> nice. I actually got a heartwarming post here too. Um, I'm sure you saw the Kente Claus. Uh, that was thing. one of the best ones this whole week. Yeah. Um, you know, the the whole Buns Miracle found a camera bag near the TFC game on Saturday. I didn't actually realize this was about uh, a found camera when I first came across it. But... Um, she was able to, using the photos on the camera, identify the people in it. Thanks uh, to Buns. Like, Buns helped them. I think she posted it on Buns, and Buns helped yeah, her figure out who it was. Correct. Which was really cool. Correct. Met with the owner and uh, beautiful baby girl this afternoon to return the camera bag. I can honestly say this is truly one of the nicest people I've ever met. He bought me lunch and would not let me turn down adding a dessert to my meal. He came dressed as his character. Uh, Kente Claus, who spreads love, Christmas joy, and knowledge around the GTA. He also gave her a gift bag um, that was labeled To My Santa from Aww, Kente Claus. That's so yeah. Uh, there were a dozen bath bombs from Lush. He encouraged me to keep a few for myself while also practicing the gift of giving to others. That's, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, that said, if anyone would like a bath bomb, I'm at Ryerson University. There's also a link if you would like Kente Claus to attend your Christmas party. Uh, he is also hosting a Christmas Eve skate at Nathan Phillips Square. He looks like the nicest man. And he's like wearing his amazing fuzzy Santa Claus outfit. And his daughter is tiny and she's also dressed in like a baby claws dress with like the white fringe and her like red and she has a bone in her hair and she's so cute. Like this That's... whole post is just heart explodingly adorable. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I must've forgotten because I did read the post at one point, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't even about the lost and found camera, just the, the niceness on buns. I mean, I guess it it does stem from the fact that she found his camera, but this guy was like, had given her a gift uh, and was so kind to her and then was like, you got to pass it on. And he's really kind of living the uh, Christmas spirit, I guess. Yeah, totally. Well, anyway. I have another really nice uh, heartwarming one. I'm sure you saw Charlotte posted on the main zone. Uh <clears throat> asking for someone to do a mural. So she says, uh, there's a photo of two adorable kids in front of a mural, appropriately. Uh, mm -hmm. And she says that the taller of the two beautiful boys is her son, Isaiah. He's five, and he was born with a rare disease. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this properly, but it's galactosemia, uh, which has significantly impacted his development. He has a diagnosis of autism, and because his disease is so rare, it's a bit of a wait-and-see game. I learned a few weeks ago that he's also intellectually disabled. He doesn't speak yet, so it was hard for them to know that until now. Um, it's unlikely that he will ever be literate in these circumstances. She says... Um, he shares a room with his little brother who's in the photo named Rivers and Rivers loves the shit out of Isaiah. Like I'm certain never before have two people have had such a pure bond. 
Uh, it's hard to keep pictures on the wall in their rooms or posters because Isaiah has some sensory issues and will often tear down posters or knock frames off the wall, not understanding quite what he's doing. So she is appealing to Buns because she was seeking some artistically inclined folks to help create a mural on their wall for them to enjoy, free from the danger of being torn down. Uh, oh, I like where this is going. Uh, she's open to all manners of trades, and this would be a dream come true. So she lists her location, um, and she says, in addition to any trade you're seeking, she will provide food and drink of your choice while you work. And then there's the cute picture of her kids and, like, 500 amazing artistic buns offering to do it uh, in the comments, which was lovely. There's, like, 115 comments on this. So many people offered to help, and you know what was actually kind of nice? This one is actually a little bit of an update from literally months ago. If you will Ooh. remember, another woman was looking for someone to paint a mural for her son, who is a little bit older, and to be, uh, she didn't on the post, uh, for his privacy, didn't want to list um, the ways in which he may be like this woman was like very open about her child's disease and that he has autism. And this other woman uh, was just like, my son has like had a pretty difficult go at life and I'm looking for a mural. And that was the post, if you'll remember, that everybody uh, kind of attacked her for only offering food and supplies. Do you remember this? It was like in the summer. No. And everyone was like, we did cover it on the podcast, I swear. Um, everyone was responding with like, Everybody undervalues artists because you're asking someone who's like a professional to do it for free, which everyone, to be fair, everyone always does that. And it's true that artists don't get valued monetarily enough and they don't really get paid enough. And people are always asking artists to do things for free and just for like the quote exposure. Um, right. And she commented on this being like, I hope you actually get your mural because I asked for a similar thing in the summer and got so many uh, like mean comments that I had to delete the post. And a Whoa. bunch of people uh, responded to her offering to do her mural as well, uh, which I thought was great. Like it, I, I felt bad for her because her post was like, it was everyone was just mad that she was, I guess, only offering food and supplies. Um, well, but I mean... Yeah, I can kind of understand that, though, depending on the situation. But whatever. I mean, that's not what we're here to talk about. Did, is there an update? Is there a... Uh, uh... There is not yet an update on if she's chosen anyone to do it. Um, sure. I just thought it was nice that the previous woman now has people who are also offering to do hers. So there's a happy ending there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's even kind of a Buns it... miracle. Yeah. And there's honestly, there's so many comments on this. She hasn't actually updated to say if she's chosen anyone, but there are so many people on this saying that they'll do it. I'm sure something is in the works. Well, that's great. I hope that there is a, an update um, at some point where we can, uh, we well, first of all, we'll know if someone's been chosen, but then we can see the final product. Yeah. Um, speaking of updates on heartwarming posts, did you see the update on the Sharon, Lois, and Bram saga? Oh, I did. I did. That is, that's something else. I mean, we talked about this, uh, so many times for, <laughs> for months, forever, <laughs> but I mean to, you know, good on them for like keeping us 
super in the loop there too because yeah. Uh, yeah man it's incredible that was like that was like probably the most heartwarming thing i've seen all week yeah so kelly posted um in case you haven't listened to the podcast before or somehow missed these posts kelly yeah, she was actually on the show too oh yeah she was on the show so her uh brother uh is obsessed with sharon lois and bram and she had been asking buns to help her get every she wanted to get every episode of their tv show so she finally did and then originally was going to give it to him quite slowly i think um she posted like up, updates that she was managed managed to get them all and uh she finally got to deliver this post in particular is that she finally got to deliver the first 10 episodes of the elephant show to her brother and he's beside himself with excitement uh, halfway through episode five, he got so excited, he managed to scooch the entire couch across the room to be closer to the TV. He sang, laughed, and whistled along. Uh, she says, thanks to all the buns who participated in the saga, here are some highlights. And then there are three videos of him singing oh, along. Yeah. And, like, 1.5 thousand people like liked this post. Like, this is, like, an ongoing heartwarming and everyone like helped her collect all of the Sharon Lois and Bram stuff for her and gave her records and found oh, it's her fantastic. TV shows so there's so much love on this post like honestly if you scroll down the number of heart emojis in the comments is like a little ridiculous it's really funny like the whole page is red just from people putting heart emojis at the end of their comments it's really cute uh, it's so great I love this is probably um, these types of things are are my favorite sort of stories on buns and the fact that um kelly was able to you know prop not properly documented but documented at all and uh share it with us is like you know the best the best it's a perfect uh holiday time miracle yeah speaking of holiday time miracles did you i assume you saw i believe eli posted the toronto mom who traded for all of her christmas gifts Yes, that story has since exploded, but yes, I did see that. Yeah, so it's on CBC. Yeah, Mashable.com. Yeah, Mashable um, got it. A, a bunch of news outlets kind of reported on this. It's uh, And if you haven't seen it, I mean, uh, you can go to the podcast zone and we'll probably have a link to it. But essentially, the story is about a mom who... Uh, Diane Simon. Yes, who was unsure as to whether or not she would be able to get presents for her children and using buns was able to get them the gifts uh, at no, I mean, for no money, essentially. Yeah. She even uh, got a Michael for Kors everything. purse and a pair of sunglasses for her mom, which is great. Yeah. She got some really nice stuff for her whole family. She, she beat me to the, uh, you know, Christmas on buns challenge. <laughs> but uh, much more worthy a cause, I think. And uh, good for her. Yeah, Good I thought that was really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, do you have a post uh, for us? I do. I have some... I guess this is Christmas-related or holiday-related. It's party-related anyway. Uh, Alex posts, I just made a jellied chicken loaf. Why? Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. That's why. <laughs> do you really want it? Because my guests hate it. ISO, ISO, nothing other than you getting it in the Dundas and Ossington area. Which, ugh, this thing looks so disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Grant, for tagging me in this monstrosity of a post. <clears throat> um, I saw yes. it. It's horrific. <laughs> it's like 
straight out of a 1960s cookbook. There's just a lot of comments on here like jelly chicken loaf is actually a thing. And at this point, I just want to meet you. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't. I don't even know what jelly chicken loaf was. And now I see the photo. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. But Somebody like, else commented, I want to jiggle it, then film it in slow motion and turn it into some kind of gif. Somebody please do this. <laughs> nice. I, I'd give it a shot. I'd eat it. But... Uh, uh, I really like I the know. comment. Move this to Bun's pet zone, please mods. This is clearly cat food. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um Well, speaking of weird <laughs> trades, there were a lot of unusual oh, yeah. and weird trades this week. Oh yeah. Um one I think I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, there's a ton. I kind of wanted to save the weirdest one for last. So I'm gonna start yeah, with sure. Jeopardy. Did you see this? Which is kind of amazing. Um, Gavin posts, hey, buns who love Jeopardy, have your own Jeopardy. I host Jeopardy parties for my friends. I make up questions and Trebek the night away. The game takes about two to three hours and is always a good time. Thing is, I have all these questions I've used once and can't again with the same group. So here's where you come in. Do you have a bunch of friends that like trivia and want to host Jeopardy? Let me and my co-host come and take care of the actual hosting part and you can concentrate on the fun stuff. PM me if you might be interested, and we'll see if our dates work out. ISO, the joy of hosting, and a respectable amount of booze for the night, which is amazing. Whoa. Like, have this guy come to your house, and Alex Trebek, you and your friends. That sounds so good. I did not see that. It's amazing. I think you should do this and record it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, just record yes. you and the other, like, Bunge HQ people playing Jeopardy. Make it like oh, Buns so Jeopardy. Maybe he can make some Buns Jeopardy questions. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I was just thinking to myself, like, I wish somebody would host a murder mystery because I've never done one of those. Ooh, that would be cool too. But I mean, but yeah, Jeopardy is. I'm a totally good down. Thing. Oh, I love Jeopardy. Uh, what is? I don't even know. But uh, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally down. I'll probably get destroyed. Um, yeah, I would love to see a buns related Jeopardy because that would be that would be, that would so be cool. hilarious. All right, well, do we want to talk about the bag of hair, or um, do we want to talk about the rainbow uh, butt plug? Well, okay, I mean, we can jump into the butt plug, but before we get there, perfect segue actually is um, Matthew posts. Do you want to tease your partner? Have them tease you for five to ten feet away. I have just the thing. <laughs> it is a remote-controlled toy designed to stimulate your bum uh, that you cinch with. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it syncs with. Sorry, a, a phone or Android device. Never been used. It's been tested once while still in the packaging. I, this is the best part. ISO a Pokemon Evolutions Elite Trainer Box. <laughs> Prefer <laughs> preferably Charizard, but anyone will do. I or love, Nintendo 3DS. I love our generation of adults. <laughs> yeah, this is unreal. Trading you a Un what for some Pokemon. <laughs> like, dream trade, honestly. Uh, yeah, but if, if high-tech sort of, uh, you know, iOS-synced butt gadgets isn't really up your alley, I think Callie has just the thing for you. It's so funny. Well... If you don't want a fancy butt plug, uh, actually, you Go know what? On. This is a fancy butt plug, but it's not a technologically advanced butt plug. 
Brittany posted in the main zone, maybe the most beautiful. (laughs) I never thought I would say these words. The most beautiful butt plug I've ever seen. (laughs) So uh, she says, I'm a, so I'm a bit nervous to post this one, but with two T's, I figure I'd post in case there was interest. And well, it's amazingly colorful and awesome looking. An ex purchased this as a gift and it was never used because they broke up soon after. Uh, It sat in my closet for a few years now. So it's time we part ways. Uh, this thing, the photos cannot possibly, the, or rather, I cannot possibly describe the majesty of, it looks like a My Little Ponytail attached to a yeah. butt plug, and it's like beautiful, curly, pastel, rainbow hair. It's already been traded, unfortunately, uh, but she did post a link to where you can buy it. It was $150. Oh. Should you want one? Um, I thought it was really hilarious. I can't find it now because there's 183 comments on this. But somebody posted oh, in the yeah. comments, would it be inappropriate for me to take this to my hairdresser as inspiration? <laughs> and be like, make That's the hair amazing. butt plug. <laughs> Apparently the hair is detachable too. So I think it depends on the hairdresser, if we're being honest. But uh, yeah, that one was... Uh, a favorite of the week probably one of the ones that got the most traction i would like say like almost 200 comments unsurprisingly it's so great it looks like a unicorn my little pony butt plug it's so funny oh it's unbelievable well if you want to go full dress up with this butt plug although it's not my little pony alicia has posted that she's letting go of what she describes as this beauty, but it seems to be like a Jaguar print coat with ears. What? I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um, it, she says it's a bit big for her. It's a size S, uh, but she's got it lying around. She doesn't use it. Uh, down with trades for services, whatever to make it fair. Going for a long shot here, but a tattoo gift card would be sweet. Uh, there's also an amazing photo of both a man and woman wearing this uh, this jacket with ears combo. So you know, amazing. if that's kind of your thing, if if like you're, I mean, I don't want to assume anything here, but if you're like into furry behavior or just want to wear the super sweet uh, coat Cat jacket. And this is the post for you. <clears throat> well, I know. I mean, we just talked about a coat, but speaking of hair. Uh, oh, go on. Jenny. Oh, yes. Trading a Ziploc bag of hair. Most likely my ex's and most likely from his beard and not his nether regions. Note that says most likely, not definitely. Um, however, she says she found it in a box last night with an empty envelope. I suspect at one point we were going to mail it to someone as a prank. Now it can be yours to mail to your spouse, co-worker, BFFs as a gag gift or mirth-making holiday surprise. ISO something equally weird. Which makes me just really want to know what she gets <laughs> to tra- like in trade for this item. My favorite part about this post is there's just so many like most likelies and probably's, but like, you know, it was his hair and you know that you were going to send it to somebody as a prank. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm (laughs) willing to say that. It was from like three years ago, to be fair. Hmm. Likely story, Jenny. (laughs) I'm on to you. All right. Well, I don't have a bag of hair, but... What I do have is uh, 
what do I have here actually? Oh, speaking of exes, uh, Morgan has posted that he is getting rid of a pile of random stuff left by my ex. Though I'd prefer to drop each item from my 15th floor balcony, I've been informed this is petty, in quotes, and dangerous, in quotes, whatever that means. <laughs> so I'm putting the I'm putting the teeniest amount of effort into finding them a home. Lots of stuff, three garbage bags worth, is being given away. The highlights consist of a fruit smoothie machine, <clears throat> 20 partially used spices, a collection of stupid-looking glass vases, uh, no pictures. They're already in the bags. All products are used. And though none are dirty, half of these purchases went unused past day one. Imagine the quality of a toy played with. Da, 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 da. Anyway, he's looking for tall boys, smokes, and tokens. Pickup only. My garage bin is right below my balcony. Uh, he seems pretty upset about this whole ordeal. But help him clear uh, his apartment of the memories of his ex that always sucks <laughs> honestly uh yeah. has anyone traded for this yet um let's see no but he did put up photos oh well, of some of the stuff that's good well speaking of photos of uh weird trades um did you see yeah. the eyeball tree yes yes i did <laughs> so uh this was posted by May, and it originally, it has an update now, but now it says, there are no words. Secret Santa gift up for trade, given to me by a well-intentioned coworker who answered the age-old question, what does May fancy with a striking eye plant that terrifies her? Please, someone, take this off my hands. St. Andrew Station. Edit. What scares me is the volume of eyes on this plant. I know it's very well-intentioned. I just can't have this looking at me with all its bally eyes. Um, and in the photo, it's literally like a weird... It looks like a glass tree with like silver bark and then a bunch of pink flowers all over it. And there is a giant... Like those eyeball, glass eyeball things that are supposed to... It's like the evil eye. It's supposed to ward off the evil eye. There's a giant one on the trunk and then one in the center of each flower. This thing is terrifying. Um, but I guess well, there's a lot, a lot of people, people who are into it. this. Though. I know. There are 67 comments and her edit says, got off work, got home to the boonies, and I'm overwhelmed with the responses. Thank you, Buns, for sharing knowledge, making me laugh, and reassuring me that this tree will find a home. And also for teaching me about hidden PMs. What the fuck? I will ask my coworker where he got it for those of you who want to get one direct. Um, everybody wants this tree. <laughs> I find it incredibly That's... creepy, and I also would not want to sleep in the same room as it. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but, like, I also don't know why so many people want it. But what do I know? I mean, read all the comments. I'm sure someone says somewhere in there. Uh, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't go through it. I was like, this is weird. Like We're going to talk about this. <laughs> to be fair. And that's kind of where I left it. But uh, speaking of weird things... I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, Patty Jane. Oh, no, sorry. That is the wrong post. That is not weird at all. <laughs> um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to this one, actually. Um, not weird, but interesting. Kate posts that she is in search of, or is there such thing as a slutty sweater? Oh, I love, I loved this post. I loved it so much. <laughs> asking, I also had this to Asking about. for myself. 
I love that. Um, and then there's just photos of sweaters that people feel might be sweaty, uh, sweaty, slutty. Um, my personal my favorite. favorite. Oh, you go, you go. You oh go. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one with the, the Rudolph. Oh, the, yeah. So for those of you who have not seen this post, there are a few sweaters that's like the, it's a normal sweater. And then the, just the boob is cut out. And then there's like, like a red puffy pasty on the nipple that's Rudolph's nose and then someone's like stuck googly eyes on their boob and there's also <laughs> um antlers, and on, antlers the sweater. on the sweater it's amazing I did post yeah. some sweaters in this for her my personal favorite is the one that's black has its shoulders cut out and just says slut on the front because <laughs> oh yeah that's kind of amazing I did see that we um if you want to see all the photos uh, hit up hit the podcast, up podcast zone. Zone. we'll have a link to this and every other ridiculous post from this well and the not ridiculous ones they'll <laughs> all be there um all right well speaking of the weird helping zone posts uh vanessa uh well-known buns troll uh she often makes like weird joke like hilarious joke posts so hers is hey bums i have to poop but i know someone can hear me in the next room if i do and i have poop stage fright what do i do there's like 80 comments with actually some pretty sound advice, I must say. Did you get Did you get the help that she needed? This is like a joke post that was answered like quite seriously and well by the community. And um, I learned some tricks and tips. Uh, nice. There are so many. Even one person was like, I just DM'd you the secret to a silent poop, winky face. And then all of the replies are like, what is it? Tell me. And she's like, I don't want to say it in public. If you want, you can private message me and I'll tell you. So I'm kind of dying to know what that is. Uh, uh, I think that you need to update us next week after you private message her to find <laughs> out what the secret is. Well, there are a lot of great poop. tips on this. So if you have like weird holiday parties to go to, uh, your family is over, you're like meeting your significant other's family for the first time and you have poop stage fright, head over to the helping zone and find this post because there are a lot of tips here. I was actually... Nice. <laughs> I, um, I don't really have anything to follow that up with. So I'm just going to go into uh, some sort of holiday things that you put in the other end, um, which are some pies. Five <laughs> holiday pies left over for trade. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. But they're works of art. Nicole posts that she has five pies left over that are perfectly fine but won't be sellable uh, to, until her next market on the 18th. Dude, we did this one last I've, week. <laughs> Oh no! You're right. All the pies? They are beautiful pies, though. We can talk about them twice. The no, I think because it was posted. Casted them twice. It was posted a week ago today. I know. I found and them, I searched like, the back a week. Us doing the podcast. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> but to be fair, we covered like four different pie posts last week, so it's fine. Like, I don't expect you to remember all the pie posts. Yeah, everything else I have is kind of serious. So I was like, how do I? How do I get out of a poop talk? Well, I have a couple uh, of other weird, um, not trades, but like help ones. Ones was it? One of them was, is in uh, Bun's dating zone, um, which I'm literally only I'm I'm dating someone. I'm not meeting people, but I'm in there just because I like 
sort of wing wing womaning for friends. Uh, but a girl named Kristen posted, Opinion time. A guy I've been talking to for a while but haven't been able to meet up with suggested we do a spontaneous weekend trip for our first date. Thoughts? Could it turn oh, out like God. that episode of Master of None? Or will you guys end up seeing news about my murdered butt on CT24 on Monday morning? I'm kind of charmed by the idea, but I also don't want my skin to be worn as a suit or whatever. <laughs> I think most likely you just end up hating each other. But anyway. I voted murder, but I also listened to like 500 murder podcasts. So, of course, I did. Most of the opinion yeah. is to go on a coffee date before planning an entire weekend. Because then you can't escape, right? I mean... It's just kind of what what happens if after a couple of hours together you're like oh this is actually the worst we don't get along ever met. <laughs> get me yeah. out of here I know I mean I know there are a lot of rom coms that start that way but only in the movies does uh, that work out well you know what I actually, think there I mean uh, I guess it didn't work out um, in a romantic way but there are a few people who are like I've done this and it did or didn't work out in the comments so if you guys want like real life examples like hit up that post because uh, it actually like a couple of people had done it which is sort of amazing to me um, one of the other funniest posts that I saw this week was Miranda in Helping Zone the uh, this weird bug post <laughs> the praying mantis post I don't know if you saw this but Miranda posted I have no words Please help, Buns. ISO the weirdest thing your significant others have brought home to help me feel better about my new roomie situation. And then the first photo is a screenshot of her text messages with her boyfriend, I guess. And she's like, did you really order a praying mantis today? And he's like, yeah, why? And she's like, no reason. I mean, for you, in addition to the one for Adam, which is his brother, she explains in the comments. And he was like, mm. I may have gotten an extra one for free. And she's like, you're telling me they had a BOGO deal on praying manti? <laughs> And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then there's what? a photo of a praying mantis. So this girl is like freaking out because she's about to live with two praying mantises, manti. And she's like, my mother is I... being no help. And she like messaged her, mo her mom and her mom was like, oh, they're sweet. We were lucky if we could find one as kids. The summer grasshoppers and mantises were out and we loved it. Name him Harold. And she's like, mom, you're not helping me. <laughs> I'm like upset about the manti. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. I I love how uh, also because I would do the same thing, but like, how is her mom gonna help? I mean, <laughs> good question. I think she just maybe, maybe, wanted to commiserate maybe, in her yeah her shock and a little dismay. bit of consolation. But uh, who knows? Maybe you'll end up loving the mantis. Maybe apparently it's a or mystery mantis too. What does that mean? I mean, so she, she, another one of her comments on her own posts was, OMG, I just checked the website. To top it all off, we're getting a mystery mantis? What even is that? And then she posts a screen, screenshot of the website that says, new sale, buy any mantis and get a mystery mantis free while supplies last. Make sure to leave a note for the bonus free mantis. It's like coupon code free mantis. Mystery mantis. Is this... <laughs> This this seems like a very elaborate trolling to me. How who gives away free mantises slash where do you even order a mantis? Oh well, you know what? If you want to, I think she links it on this post. <laughs> you could get a mystery mantis for free. I could get two. Um, I think yeah, mystery mantis we'll is a great band name. Actually, somebody get on that. Ooh. Mystery mantis. Ooh. I might. Uh, I might. <laughs> I might just snag that one because. Uh, I'm thinking about starting another little 
musical number. But anyway, um, I do not have uh, any more funny posts, but I do have a kind of alert from Emily, our dear mom. For those of you who don't have holiday plans this year, Buns has timed, uh, timed. Oh my God. Just, just end it now. I can't read. <laughs> can't speak. I've been repeating posts. Uh, Buns has teamed up with uh, the fine folks at uh, OCADSU to help with their annual winter feast. Um, essentially, the winter feast started in response to the volume of international students who couldn't go home for the holiday break. It offered an opportunity for OCAD students to, be, <clears throat> to come together, share food, stories, drinks, activities, traditions from home, and create a sense of community, which sounds exactly buns. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, the invitation is extended to anyone who wants to come. Don't forget to bring a gift for the gift exchange. And if you don't want to spend, uh, if you don't want to spend there are thousands of free new gifts on the buns app i don't know if you saw this but there's a hashtag gift it oh cool uh on buns which is uh you know the head office has been uh, encouraging people to post new or like new items specifically for gifting purposes with the hashtag gifted so uh you can hit up the app for that as well but if you have no- nowhere to go on the holidays or you just like to meet some new people uh check out this post the event itself is on the 21st, I believe. Yep, it's on the 21st at OCAD uh, between 5 and 10 p.m. This is so nice. The holidays can be really hard for some people who maybe don't get yeah. along with their families, uh, don't have family close by, maybe can't afford to get home. Maybe they're new to the city and they don't really have like friends who are good enough friends to invite them over and be able to take them home with them for Christmas. So this is so lovely, like... I think it's a this is a very like buns Christmas spirit kind of event. It's awesome. Absolutely. And I might even hit it up myself because uh, actually my girlfriend is going to be away in Montreal over the Christmas break. Now, I don't normally celebrate Christmas, but this sounds like it might be fun. So I think I may check it out. Well, I have one last uh, funny post that I think might still need your help. Uh, before we wrap up Ooh. the podcast. Okay. Uh, Shannon says, Concert Buns, did you buy two of the cheap tickets to Neil Diamond, in all caps, only to realize you have no idea who the fuck Neil Diamond is and why do I have all this expired cheese? My mom loves what? this guy and I want to be the good daughter for a change. Bracket. Fuck you, Aaron. Bracket. Any bun holding? Offering all the things. <laughs> um, everybody really nice. wanted to help this girl finally best Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved I literally like commented like bumping for hashtag fuck you Aaron because <laughs> nice. like I want to be the good daughter for a change is so great mm. uh, I don't think she's found tickets yet there are not that many comments on this so uh, either search Neil Diamond in the main trading zone and or uh, join Bun's podcast zone it's a uh, findable group it's not like secret private invite only like the trading zone so search for the podcast zone or go to facebook.com forward slash buns podcast zone and join up find the links uh let's get shannon her neil diamond tickets and fuck aaron yeah i, I hope this works out i mean neil diamond seems like an oddly specific ticket you know it's not like something that everyone in in the buns age group might be holding on to and then may not be able to make it at the last second but there are I'm so gonna many hold buns hope. someone must have two tickets 
Neil Diamond. I'm going to hold that hope for you. I hope that uh, you get that Neil Diamond ticket. Okay, so real quick before we wrap up, I got two um, two kind of more serious posts. The first one is Patty Jane posts that Aleppo is breaking my goddamn heart and I don't know what to do except help support refugees and those arriving. I got a Santa suit and I got time. Offering a naughty Santa shoot or a vanilla Santa shoot if that's what you really, really want. You can even bring your dog in exchange for a donation for a Syrian refugee family. Uh, there will be an option to take home a print in a magnet frame on the spot that you can stick smack on your fridge as soon as you get home for an additional donation. Let's spread some love this season and give each other a hug, will ya? Uh, there's going to be a man bun Santa and a regular Santa for the shoot. Um, and yeah. I thought this was really nice. I'm actually friends with Patty Jane and she's fantastic and she's a very good photographer and she has like a lot of experience doing if you want to do like a great photo shoot with her, she's fabulous. Like hit her up. I think this was like this was really nice. I found this quote quite quite heartwarming. So yeah, it's guy. a great one. The last guy is uh just a kind of reminder to not unplug your smoke detector this season. Um, Alex posts for this holiday season, ISO keeping your smoke detector plugged in last night at about one thirty AM. My partner and I noticed that whatever was cooking in the basement apartment below us was starting to burn Uh-oh. and send smells through the vents, eventually resulting in our apartment filling with smoke. I called nine one one and he, uh, he spent three minutes pounding on the door downstairs uh, by the time the tenant opened the door, the entire place was filled with smoke. They had put something on the stove, then fallen asleep. Whatever was cooking started burning and had not been awakened already and noticed the smoke uh, could have gotten way worse. The reason they hadn't noticed it is because they had unplugged their smoke detector because oh, it went off when they were cooking. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the post goes on to just warn you, you know, be careful. Um, and then there are a lot of... Uh, weird not weird but like tragic stories in the notes oh, in there the so yeah just don't uh Be careful don't do there, it kids yeah leave your smoke detectors plugged in mm-hmm. um clean your and i think trap yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you on that note i think all right anything else no, for that's us that's it all, all right guys Christmas, well guys, and happy hanukkah they happened at the same time this year Merry Christmas, yeah. if you're a fan of the OC. Nice. Well, uh, up next, I have an interview with uh, a gentleman who worked on the movie Rogue One. So uh, if you're... Cool. A, I just saw that. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, um, we talk Rogue One, spoiler-free, of course, and just what it is to be a computer animator and how he got into the business so check that out merry christmas happy new year's buns we will see you in 2017 bye buns happy holidays and until then keep on buns in take it easy guys too much shit in your apartment get rid of it today on the buns app available in the app store google play store or online at buns.com so like I said at the top, the interview is with Ben Tillman, 
who is a computer animator and lighting expert uh, who happened to work on the movie Rogue One, uh, among others, Warcraft, etc. I think we get into all of that, so I'm going to stop rambling, and you can hear that interview now. Hey Buns, welcome to the Buns Podcast. I have a very special guest this week. His name is Ben Tillman. He's a good friend of mine and also happens to be a computer animator. Is that accurate? Computer animator? Well, lighter, but most people don't know what that is. Yeah. So essentially he does, what, lighting effects for computer animation? Is that? Light, lighting effects for feature film. Okay. Uh, close enough. But it's all like post, right? Yeah, it's all post. I don't do anything on set. Yeah, there. Okay. And uh, he has worked on several films, one of which being Star Wars Rogue One. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Rogue, One, Rogue, Rogue One, One, A Star Wars Story. There you go. Uh, as well as some others, which we'll get into. But let's just start at the beginning. Where did you... Like, how did you get into this whole deal? Like, how did I get into it is what inspired me as a kid, or how did I get into it? Like, what were my steps after school? Well, so I think that we were all pretty big Star Wars nerds as kids. Yes, true. You know, so I can kind of understand where you, you know, got the inkling to sort of begin in the industry. But like, yeah, where did you go to school? How does, if someone were just starting out, how would they get into this position? Okay, well, um... So I was fortunate because I knew right like halfway through high school that I wanted to do art in some form. So I sort of bypassed the whole let's go to university for four years and uh, figure out what I want to do. Um, can I swear on this show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I bypassed the whole four-year bullshit and just went straight to college. Okay. Um, and at college, I started off by taking illustration, uh, technical illustration. Yeah. Because at the time, I wanted to get into doing... Um, like character and set design work for video games. Right. Um, then after I graduated from illustration, I went and took a post course in 3D animation. Okay. Um, and while I was there, I realized that animating and lighting was what I wanted to do instead of uh, doing design work and working in video games. Right. Um, and I was really lucky because my demo reel outside of school landed me a job right away. And this was at Sheridan? This was at Sheridan. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that. Uh, this was at Sheridan. At the time, it was Sheridan College. Um, I think it's now Sheridan Technical Institute of Art and Design. Right. Uh, so you can actually go there to get uh, diplomas instead of... Well, you can go there to get degrees instead of diplomas. So I just got a diploma. And your first... What was your first project? Um, my first project was an animated TV show. Um, oh, fuck. What was it called? Uh, it was with raccoons and they were in an alley. I, I'm guessing it was a kid's show? It was a kid's show, yeah. Um and clearly memorable because I can remember what it was called. Right. Uh, and then after that, my contract got renewed and I worked on Chop Socky Chooks. Okay. Um, it was another kid's show, but it at least got animated for or nominated for animation awards. It's like ninjas and stuff or something? Um, yeah, they, they fought each other using karate and whatnot. Right. Okay. And then eventually you found your way to film? Yeah. So after that contract ended, um, I was told I wasn't getting renewed. Uh, so I started looking for other jobs. 
And right after I got offered a job at a different company working on film, they asked me if I wanted to renew my contract. At that point, I was like, sorry, guys, I've already accepted another job. Right. Um, and the first project that I worked on as a lighter was the movie Nine. Yeah, the Tim Burton... Tim Burton produced, yeah. Produced, okay, uh, yeah. Based on a short that got... I can't remember if it was nominated for an Oscar or if it won it. Anyway, it was based on a, a pretty cool short. Right, and it was like these guys that kind of looked like burlap sacks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there was nine of them. As the as title the implies. number would indicate, yeah, yeah, kind of interesting dark movie, somewhat for kids, I guess, but like um, all ages, I would say. Oh, more. I think it was more designed for teenagers. At least that's who it was, or young, young adults. I guess is that the correct? Yeah, and then who, who were you working for at the time when you made this film? Uh, the company at the time was called Stars. Okay. Uh, yeah, Toronto-based. Um, then they changed their name to Arc, and they just recently went under, which really sucked. Yeah, they actually used to be just beside the Bunce office. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so from that, you went on to do what? Um, from that, I went on to do... So after Nine, what was the next project we had? I think it was Hoodwinked 2. Okay. Um, and I've never seen that movie, so I don't know if it's uh, worth watching. Right. Um, and then after that, I did uh, Nomeo and Juliet. And that was actually a pretty fun project. Okay. Um, and that was for Stars as well? That was for, so all of this is at Stars slash Arc. I can't remember at what point the, we were bought out by a different company and our name changed. Okay. I know that in your credits somewhere, you also worked on a movie called Dolphin Tale. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Robo Sapien. Uh, oh, Robo Sapien rebooted. Yes. I don't know why they added rebooted onto the end. Um, so oh, I so seen it's not a sequel? It's not a sequel. Oh, I just assumed it was a sequel. If, well, if it is a sequel, I never saw the first one. Um <coughs> Yeah, so I haven't seen either of those movies, so I don't know what they're actually like as far as a as a movie. I feel like there's a bunch of people out there who have probably seen Dolphin Tale. I mean, the name the name sounds familiar to me. Yeah, um, apparently it did really well, like much better box office than they were expecting. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Sorry. eventually you must have made your way to, uh, I don't know how to put this, like more uh, well known features because. I assume that you don't just jump into working on Star Wars. Okay, so what happened was um, my... <coughs> Sorry, you're going to have to edit that. We're both a little under the weather here. <coughs> Disease has caught us. Uh, I've had this passive cough for the past six months that I can't get rid of. Um, so my boss on Nomeo and Juliet got hired uh, to work at Lucasfilm in Singapore. Okay. Um, and Singapore, Ontario? No, Singapore, <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> Singapore okay. the world. Yeah. Um, and before he left, um, we were talking about me potentially going over there. Uh, and then we set up a, a, a quote unquote job interview. Right. Um, where they offered me the job. If you work in this industry for long enough, it becomes more who you know uh, than actually sitting down and doing the grind of interviews. Yeah. Um, I guess so the work kind of speaks for itself anyway. It does. And if the guy that's hiring you has already worked with you and knows you, you've, you've got the job. I mean, the interviews are kind of a formality that you have to go through. Right. Um, because companies want to have that on record. Mm -hmm. But you kind of already have the job at that point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got offered a job uh, and moved out to Singapore. And the first project I worked on out there was Strange Magic. Okay. Um, which got panned because there was a lot of hate for George Lucas. Um, and this was a Lucas project? Yeah. Okay. It was a George Lucas pro Well, it started off um it started off as a George Lucas project. Um and then 
halfway through making it was when George sold the company to Disney. Oh, right. And then Disney kind of came in and streamlined everything. So at this point, I remember being back here and all you could say was like, oh, I can't tell you what I'm working on. I can't tell you what I'm working on. And we were all just like, oh, he's probably working on Force Awakens or something. Although we didn't know it was called Force Awakens at the time, but we're just like, oh, he's probably working on this like crazy Lucas thing. And you're like, oh, no, it's an, it's a new property. I'm like, no, man, he's probably just working on Star Wars. And then when we heard it was Strange Magic, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. The but movie, I don't know. I like the movie. You, you oh, saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Um, it looks like it looks gorgeous. Um, and the story was better than people give it credit for. Maybe I should see it at some point. Okay, so from Strange Magic, you went on to do what? After Strange Magic, I did um, uh, Warcraft. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that project was really cool. So that's like the animated or the, uh, yeah, the live the, action. The feature film live action one, not the video yeah. game. Um crazy yeah so i started doing um, i actually didn't mind that movie to be honest yeah i liked it well yeah. i thought our work looked fucking killer but i'm a bit biased <laughs> um yeah so i started doing more uh senior work and lighting setup on that yeah um and then after that uh i did some i think i put two months in on hitman uh, agent 47 that's the one with timothy oliphant um the guy from justified slash deadwood Okay, so this is another movie that I've kind of seen. I mean, someone on one of my flights back to Canada was watching it. And I looked over on a screen and was like, "Ugh, I don't, I don't want to see the rest of this movie." Um, I wonder if it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's it wrong. had uh, what's his name from Heroes in it that now plays um, Spock. Okay, who is the who is the hitman? Uh, some bald guy. Hmm. Mm, okay. Like there's some movies that I do that I I love and I'll go watch, um, right. and then there's some movies that I do that are their their jobs. And I mean, it's sort of like any work that you get into. Sometimes you'll get a project and it'll be a project that you're really into, and you'll put your heart and your soul into it and you'll love it. And then there's sometimes where a job is a job, and that's just what it is. Right, right, right. Oh no, the hitman is uh, okay. Was played by the guy from uh, fuck. What's that show with Claire Danes where she cries all the time? I I don't watch TV. Anyway, there's I, one, I, my primary. She's um, like catching terrorists. You must have heard of it. Anyway, so you worked on Hitman. Um. Yeah, worked on Hitman, and then after that, um, I worked on uh, Great Wall. Oh yeah, the uh, the Matt Damon Matt Damon yeah. movie that's coming out shortly. Yeah. Right, right, right. Actually, when's it coming out in Canada? I don't know. The Clarion show I was thinking of though was Homeland. Oh, okay. I might have been able to guess that. The guy that plays uh, the hitman is is one of her buddies in Homeland. Okay, cool. Um, when does it come out in Canada? I don't know. Let's see. I'll see if I can uh, use the magic of my device here to tell me uh, when the Great Wall. Because comes I out. think in Singapore it comes out um, this week, um, but I know it releases as late as February in some parts of the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is weird, because normally Singapore thing gets things months after the fact. Uh, okay. It's, Wikipedia doesn't tell me anything. Well, you should just... It should say on IMDb, yeah? Uh, okay, IMDb. Let's see. Well, so I assume that uh, after this, the Great Wall, yep. you uh, that's when the whole Rogue One thing happened? Yeah, so that's when I jumped onto Rogue One. Okay, it says here February 17th, Okay, yeah, yeah, so that sounds right for the North American release. I think that uh, the Chinese market's getting it first. Okay, so let's 
let's uh i mean because let's be honest here between all of us i think that the rogue one thing is just like the craziest fucking thing in the world yeah so, it's uh definitely my highest rated rotten tomatoes movie <laughs> yeah so let's uh and oh by the way i saw it i'm gonna keep this interview spoiler free because you know okay we'll be nice on this one yeah if you want to if you want to get into more spoiler heavy things you can listen to part two of this interview which will be on the you gotta love it podcast which is another podcast that i do uh you can go to loveitpod.com to check that out but okay tell me about when you found out you were going to work on rogue one okay so it wasn't so much so uh, i'm trying to think of the timeline here um at one point i uh I'm sorry, this makes for bad radio because I'm umming and eyeing. No, that's okay. Got to got to pull up those memories. Okay, so when we first started working on The Force Awakens, I was worried that it was going to be like um, episode one. Okay. So I specifically requested to work on Warcraft um, instead of working on... You mean when your studio first started working on... Yeah, sorry, when Lucasfilm first started working on... Uh, you had a choice and you chose Force. Warcraft. Well, I, um, I'm in a fortunate position where i can request what projects i want to be on and 95 percent of the time they'll put me on it okay um so i requested to work on work there are a bunch of movies that were in-house and i really like doing sort of feature lighting and creature lighting yeah so i requested to be on um warcraft right um and also i was concerned that uh, force awakens was going to be less than spectacular yeah okay um especially after episode well episode one we're just not going to talk about yeah two and three were okay i mean they weren't masterpieces yeah you can can see why i was concerned yeah um and i guess at this point the other one hadn't come out yet well Uh, this is the other one that we're talking about force awakens Oh, sorry. I'm, I went way back in the timeline. Yes. There. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Force Awakens. And then, okay. like halfway through the production of Force Awakens, so I get to see a bunch of stuff that you guys don't get to see and won't ever get to see. Um, and on, I can only on Force Awakens. You mean? Yeah, like for all the Star Wars projects. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can only kind of talk about some of it even now. But yeah. I saw some of the stuff they were showing, and I was just like, "Oh, fuck that! That looks really cool. They're actually doing it right." Right. Um, so after that, I wrote an email to my. Um, artist supervisor i was just like yo so it'd be cool if i could work on a star wars feature while i was here that'd be that'd be awesome right um so then i was told i was going to be on it and then right before i left for a trip to visit my family yeah they were told uh no you're off it now we need you to work on great wall until the film wraps up and i was just like ah oh, shit man <laughs> yes yeah. you like dangled it in front of me i was so close yeah yeah um and then i came back from that vacation and they're just like, so you start on uh, Rogue One next week. And I was like, but they said, but, oh, okay, I like this. I can I can work with this. Nice. Okay, yeah. so when you had originally requested it was to work on Force Awakens? No, when I originally, so Force Awakens had wrapped. Um, oh, okay. And we saw it in the theater and I was just like. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, okay, then, so Disney knows what they're doing. These movies are going to be good. I actually yeah. want to work on them again. So, so when after you that, found out that you were going to work on Rogue One, how, mm-hmm. like, how was that? You probably were like fucking... Well, so at the office, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I can do that. And plus, I was working with um, a buddy of mine that we've basically worked together for seven years now. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I can work with this guy. Uh, and then inside, I'm going, fuck, yeah, I'm letting my childhood. This is going to be so cool. And there's there had to have been a period of time where you weren't allowed to tell people, like, outside of work. Yeah, so I was kind of... So normally, I can't talk about my movies until... 
they're either announced on the ILM official website or there's a trailer out for them. Right. Um, I was lucky in that I joined Force Awakened only about three or four weeks before the first trailer was launched. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I had a, a shot or two in it. Right. Um, but well, since it came out so fast, yeah. um, I could tell people pretty much right away what I was working on, which was nice for a change. Nice. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, okay. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about as a kid, you know, we were all watching the Star Wars movies being like, this is really cool or even more so than that. I mean, I remember weekends where I would watch the tri- the original trilogy, you know, four, five and six on repeat, like maybe three times in a weekend or something. Yeah, same. Like I could quote the first movie line for line. Yeah. And, and now you made one. Yeah. It's. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Are yeah. you uh Okay, well, we won't get into it too much, but let me just ask you something. Mm-hmm. So, I I know that I heard that there was reshoots for this movie. Yes. To make it less dark? Yes. Did you see the original dark? No. Footage? So, I don't So, with Star Wars, they have to keep everything super close to the chest. Yeah. Uh, just cuz there's so much fan interest that they don't want anything leaking. Right, right. Um so like the people that like Kathleen Kennedy would have seen it for sure. Uh, and the execs at Disney would have seen it, and maybe like one or two other people. Yeah. But it would have been like a very tight, closed screening. Yeah. And they would have watched it, and I'm assuming it was just like, okay, that was actually pretty badass, but uh, we can't show this to children. But they wouldn't have given it to you guys to like animate before that. So. <coughs> or or put lighting effects on, I guess. So when they do reshoots, it's not like, oh fuck, we're refilming this entire movie, and all the work that you guys have done is gone. Yeah. Um. It would have just been like minor things. Uh, trying to think about our shot count and stuff like like they, so they were editing things pretty hard all the way up until, like I think the movie was sh- finally shot locked only about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Oh wow, okay. Um, which is just the way that things work in movies these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like they were rearranging entire sequences and stuff like that. They were deciding how long they wanted certain shots to be, which shots were going to be in the film, which shots weren't going to be in the film. Right. And there are plenty of times where I've done shots that have been finaled and then they've been cut in the final edit, which is super frustrating, especially when you think they're good shots. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the way that the industry is. Yeah, I can imagine that that would be, <coughs> excuse me, that, that would be frustrating because uh, spend all this time. I mean, okay, so typically... How much time do you spend for, let's just say, like two minutes of footage? Well, it, it depends on the complexity of the shot. Right. Um, two minutes of footage, that's actually a pretty long shot. Um, okay, well, they, we'll say one minute even. How much time is spent working on one minute of film? Well, Roughly. if it's just... See, if it's just like plate reconstruction or... Um, Nobody knows what that is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's say that we're, that we're not putting... So like something in the background needs to be painted out or something like that. Like okay. that's not going to be... That's something that one artist will do and that will be their task. Where if you're going something like... Keeping it spoiler free. Uh, let's talk about Warcraft. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Any movie's fine. So... Uh, we were talking about stuff like there's creature lighting and you're recreating full backgrounds. Like there might be a scene that's only 36 frames, uh, 24 frames per second. So 36 frames, yeah. something like that. So, you know, two or three seconds. Yeah. But the shot might be super complex. Like there might be a bunch of characters. There might be a huge whip pan. They might be going from an inside environment to an outside environment. So you got to change the lighting as it goes. Right. So I might have um, four to six weeks just allotted to work on that shot. I mean, at the time, obviously, I'll be working on different shots. Yeah. 
but it means that I'll be working on that shot for like two and a half months. To hear that, four to six weeks for like a three second, and shot. that's just me, just in yeah. my department. I just picture you know an infinite amount of monkeys and an infinite amount of typewriters. Pretty much, yeah. Just trying to we're get just sitting there mashing on the keyboards right. all day long. And when it's a movie like Warcraft or like Force Awakens, I'm sure it has to be perfect. You know, like yeah, there's probably other features or what whatever that they kind of rush it out so it's not as meticulous i would guess but like this, these ones especially you know triple a blockbuster titles are probably well for il so the reason that people come to ilm is that we make sure that our work is perfect right. but i'm sure you've worked at places before where yeah like i've worked like, at stuff where it's right, let, it, let's, where let's, it's, let's get it done and even yeah. even at ilm there's okay we've got to approve this shot because it's due today and it has to be in theaters in two weeks so we've got to be done with it and we'll approve it do, but do, do you ever look at like one or two seconds of a shot, you know, that is yours and you're like, oh, this is not right? Um, well, it, it, it depends. I mean, sometimes um, you'll look at a shot and you'll be seeing it so close to when the movie just or to when you just stopped working on the movie that all you see is your mistakes because you still... You're sitting there and you're just like, oh, you know, I fucked up this in the critique. This isn't quite right. I was never really happy with this lined up. For like three seconds. Of For footage. like, yeah, because it's still on the screen and you still remember all your comments on it. Um, and then sometimes you won't see a movie for like six or seven months after you're done working on it. You watch it, it's like, this stuff actually looks really good just because you've had a chance to step back from your project and now you're seeing it again. Like when you're working on... Um, like oh, Great Wall, for instance, isn't out yet, so I can't really talk much about it. Yeah. But I was working on that project for over a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you're working on something for that long, you can't see it. Um, like you can't actually see it anymore. You just see all the mistakes. Right. Um, but I've been off it for long enough now that when I see it, I'm probably going to be able to watch the shots and not think about the reviews and not think about everything that's wrong. I'll just be able to watch the movie. Well, I'm definitely curious about it. So before I let you go, what is... The big piece of advice that you would give anyone who wants to get into this industry or making a Star Wars film? Um, don't be afraid to just write people uh, and, well, obviously build up your contact base first. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is right place, right time, right skill set. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, everybody in this business that I've ever dealt with is super nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know for a fact that when my friends will message me and say, hey, I've got a friend or I've got a cousin you take a look at their reel and give them feedback i've got no problem taking a look at someone's reel taking 10 20 minutes watching the reel giving them feedback telling them what they need to work on um what i think they'd be good at looking at their stuff and right. just say hey focus here make a reel that tightens up here this is the stage that i think that you're at these are the production people that might or these are the companies that you might be good to look at to apply to i don't know if they've got openings but check their website and send in your reel the worst that can happen is they say no like just just keep trying and keep pushing and eventually okay. doors will open yeah get your work out there okay well thanks for sitting down and chatting with me if you guys want to listen to more of this type of stuff check out the my other podcast love it or you gotta love it which is loveitpod.com uh yeah more with ben tillman on that show anyways thanks man cheers man was fun right guys he's a uh, ben's a great guy 
known him a long time, uh, and it's still crazy to me that one of my friends is uh, has his name in the credits of a Star Wars movie. It's unbelievable. Anyways, music this week is provided by a Toronto-based band called Nutrients. Nutrients are a couple of Montreal expats who recorded under the name, or the pen names, excuse me, of Banana Boy and Young Mango. Their music, while dreamy and laced with reverb, is bright, jangles, and shoes typical song structure. It's a daydream as opposed to a night terror. The song I'm going to play is Dream World, so here it is, Nutrients, Dream World. Oh, and uh, if you want to check it out, I believe they have their music on SoundCloud. Uh, let me see if I can pull up that link really quickly. Oh, no, band, Bandcamp. So it's nutrientsmusic.bandcamp.com. Check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. 